You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. They're longtime friends with a lot in common. Well, most of them. They have unique points of view of the world around us. And they're bringing their brand of shenanigans to the PFC Podcast Network. Welcome to the show that has no format, no filter, and no Fs left to give. The PFC Podcast Network probably presents Jason Klaus and Jim Burgett. This is Tea Time, powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome to Tea Time. It's your favorite day of the week, man. (laughs) It is Tea Time here on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus with Jim Burgett. Uh, (laughs) I got a feeling this is going to be one of the weeks, bro. Uh, Full disclosure. And it's only what? What, what did George Carlin say? H-I-S-O-W. Holy shit, it's only Wednesday. As we're recording this, so just a couple of hours before this thing drops, um, during our early Thursday morning hour time slot, along those lines, and let me say this, um, right at the top of the program here, T, because I, I don't know if, if you're aware of this. I don't think you are because you have, you know, you're not on, on Facebook or whatever, but our show starting this week um, is now also, I mean, we've been available on Spotify and of course we've been on anchor.fm, uh, which is the one that makes all this happen. We are now available on Apple iTunes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty stoked about that. It took me a minute to, to, to get to that point, but um, all of our shows under the PFC Podcast Network, are now available on iTunes. They, they are also available uh, where if you go through Google uh, to get your podcasts, we are now available on that as well. So we're expanding our um, our distribution here, T. And um, the way it's kind of laid out, because... Right now, when it, if you search PFC Podcast Network on iTunes, it brings up primarily the first several is all of the Klaus to the Heart podcast episodes because that's the flagship show. And I have it broken down into seasons. Uh, b- because I had labeled them as seasons, they get top priority. But if you scroll down to... on unseasoned or I don't know what the uh, what the tagline is there but uh, that's where you'll find tea time Wendy's world and the turnbuckle time machine so um, it takes you a little bit to get there but we are now on iTunes and I know that's going to make a lot of fans happy because a lot of people don't uh, they have some sort of issues going through anchor.fm for whatever reason a lot of people kind of shy away from Spotify, which I get, um, especially with all the controversies that has been that have been tied with them over podcasts here uh, in recent weeks, specifically with Joe Rogan. Um, 
that's a story for for another time but um so with us now being available on google and on itunes i think um i think we may see a boost in numbers t when how how do you feel about that that's pretty cool um i do believe they've even got like a 15 second forward and backward selection where you can just go back where it with anchor fm man you'd have to finally do it with your finger or whatever and then half the time you either went too far or it just one it wouldn't really work right um, i do with with that with mine i do have a podcast section strictly for for the iphone that's their own app it's nothing i you know it's what came with the phone but i do also have the itunes for the music because who can go without music right for sure so that's that's huge t congratulations well congratulations to you too because you're part of, you, you know you're part of this thing you know what i mean but i mean you're the one that made it happen well listen it's uh <laughs> it's it's not going to happen on its own right i mean with anything and like i i've i've made no bones about the fact um in the last several weeks across of you know at least three out of the four shows you know i've got i got some serious goals for this network and getting on itunes was one of one of many so check it um, off what's that check it off the list yeah for sure now we move on to the next topic and um that's in the grand scheme of things i realize to some people that may not you know sound like a big deal but in in my mind it is because it's it's going to be available and capable for people that may not necessarily listen every week be like oh well i listen to all my shit on itunes or whatever so it's going to be easily more easily accessible for them so and my ego came into play last night (laughs) because that's how i had listened to like all the podcasts that i listened to you know um something to wrestle with bruce pritchard and the one with bischoff and jim ross you know all under conrad thompson's umbrella of shows um huh through the itunes yeah okay yeah so i got used to how it looks on my screen with their logos and stuff like that so when when everything was finalized and had uploaded to itunes like i i had to take a minute I, it was only for a minute and play this week's Klaus to, to the heart podcast just to see it in itunes format and it filled my heart a little bit i'll, I'll be straight up well good good gee i that's pretty awesome like yeah. it was saying last week you you set some goals up albeit even if they're little and one at a time right and you knock yep. one list and on to the next one true story man and uh you know we're gonna start embarking on that like tomorrow <laughs> so <laughs> treat yourself to some ice cream or um a flavorful snack of some sort uh as well as like a reward or something like yeah. that yeah. yeah um no not really I, I i went to work so i guess if that was my reward <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a punishment. You're going the wrong. You're going backwards. Look, man, like my, my my brain is like all over the place. There's there's misfirings happening all over the place. <laughs> there's like- just so much shit going on in this in this noggin of mine. It's hard to keep to keep everything straight sometimes. Um, along the ice cream front, real quick sidebar. Um, before I came into the studio here tonight to to record this for for thursday um i had just spent the evening with my children i t- took them out to the, out to applebee's they wanted to go to applebee's for for dinner just me and them and then um went and got the ice cream there at the at um uncle ray's in fenton are you familiar with, yeah, with that we, fine establishment yeah we we've went there a couple of times in the summer if i'm not mistaken yeah yep yep, yep. at the picnic tables outside and whatnot correct that's the place yep yeah so yeah i did have ice cream 
It just it just wasn't to celebrate, uh, you know, launching on iTunes or whatever. But well, you can always have little celebrations for whatever you want, right? I I mean, I guess when I feel like I have something to celebrate, I absolutely will. I know you've seen it when we did a little bit of the crosstalk, but I've got Christmas lights set up for you. How do you like that? Well, listen, I think you are a closet Christmas fan because well, them sons of bitches have been up there for a minute. I can tell they, that. They have. Listen, listen it, it made my heart happy when, when the camera came on and that was the first thing that I noticed. I was like, oh. He's got Christmas lights on. I could really put the effects on. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord. Just look at that. Park the Herald Angels sing. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I, you know, we talked just for a moment or two uh, before we came on the air here. And um, truth be told, we're both, in, you know, we're both pretty crabby today. <laughs> yeah. Let's- not been a good day. That's a blow. It, 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 it makes me sad for you, T, because you're coming off such an uh, an an emotional high here from last week, and you know you sent me a message earlier this morning that indicated that you had thought that you had torn your ACL, which is nothing you ever want to see uh, from somebody you care about. And, you know, especially that time of the morning. So, I mean, what's the prognosis? What's I, what's happening? Well, they did. See, I might have jumped the gun on that, but I mean, it's those. There's two t- tendons or ligaments or whatever you want to call them in the back of your leg, and you know they run on both sides that from your underneath your kneecap to just before your calf. They're like strings, as I'd like to call it, and it's the left one, and. Well, the leg's been sore for a couple of weeks, but as of Monday, I was starting to feel really good. I was taking an anti-inflammatory for it and Tylenol, doing real good. Well, today, just before break, man, I was just moving some shit, and I was just walking my area, and it completely said, all right, peace out. I'm not here. (laughs) And normally, as we... They weren't happy about it either, T. I'm going to chuckle at that one because that was funny. Um, (laughs) Because normally I go down like a sack without (laughs) help of anything happening. So the fact that I didn't was pretty, pretty good. But I couldn't put no weight onto it, you know. um, Had the classic, you know, arm over the shoulder, the boss came, you know what I mean? And (laughs) into the truck and they loaded me to the hospital and what kind of truck your truck no the the girl up front um her truck they took so she drove you yeah 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 um and uh i went in there got x-rays you know and um nothing really come back nothing was broken they were detecting it looked like some bone spurs maybe a little bit of because of our awesome age, a little bit of arthritis possibly setting in, you know. And um, so I, they want to do an MRI, but I have to go through my primary doctor, get that all set up. I didn't do any of that today. I came right home. I got it on ice. And I just, um, I've just been laying here for the past, like, you know, seven hours. I napped. I mean... I would imagine if it's real, real bad, I wouldn't be able, I would be in excruciating pain. And I, I'm just in a lot of pain, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping I didn't actually tear anything. I'm hoping it's either a really bad hyperextension or, or, um, or a bad sprain. But um, I'm going to have to get a hold of my doctor tomorrow and hopefully get in and maybe set up for an MRI because, like I said, they can't. They can't see if the meniscus is fucked up or anything else on the internal. The x-rays obviously don't. It's basically for bone and stuff like that. But So given the nature of the injury, I'm curious as to why an MRI was not done at the hospital. Well, at first, I don't want to go into the legal ramifications of okay. it all. 
So I'm going to have to take care of that myself because there wasn't an accident per se. Nothing happened to me per se. Something just gave out. You know what I mean? Right. I wasn't carrying anything. I wasn't driving the highway or anything like that. So they couldn't really. And for it to go under a workman's comp thing, I didn't even push that issue. They did as soon as I, not my work, but the people at the hospital, they pushed that right away because I was at work. You know what I mean? And limping around last two weeks, they know it's not like it was put. I, I didn't bring it up. You know, the hospital did. Right. You know? And so I, I, I've never even had a workman's comp case for <laughs> life because I don't get injured on the job. I'm not, I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? And it's just, although my job, there's a lot of repetition, a lot of stuff and like anything, you, you know, your body wears out, but, um, so I will have to cover all that, but I, you know, the insurance and stuff like that. So, so anyways, they wrapped it. Uh, got a little bit of stuff for some pain here, you know what I mean? And I'm like I said, I'm hoping it's not as bad as it feels, but it's not. I've got crutches, I can't really put any weight on it, you know, but it's a huge fucking setback. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I screamed a little bit on the truck. Oh, you should have heard the obscenities in the x ray room, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Oh, they're only doing their job. But those tables are cold. <laughs> they're hard as a rock. And when you can't move and they're like, oh, you know, because, you know, they've got to have all the different views. And it just wasn't happening. I'm like, it, it, it. <laughs> I tried to keep it PG, but it was really, really rated R. You know what I mean? Like, and I even apologize. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. And then she's like, oh, it's no problem. She's like, can you move? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, you know, I, and what's in the way, because I tried to make a lighthearted situation behind the hospital is the nursing home where a long time ago I used to work. And I, I kind of poke fun at the fact that, well, I think it's kind of ironic for a few years, I was bringing people from the nursing home into the ER, and now I'm going to go from the ER into the nursing home. And yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was an easy laugh factory track, huh? <laughs> really was. You kind, of set, you kind of set yourself up for that. I know, I know, but... So here I sit, man, and it's super fucking deflating, man. Like all the work I put in and all that, and I just for what? You know what I mean? Well, well, what? Well, come on. I mean, what? I, I know. What are you I, talking about? I know. It's just. It's just. You know, I, I I've been doing things to get better, and then you know something like this happens. It's a huge goddamn setback, and. Sometimes I have a tendency to get into my own head. And it's just like, you know what I mean? I'm to that point where I don't want nobody to talk to me. Don't look at me. But I do have a saving grace. My friend is coming back this weekend. I'll be really happy to see her. And she's just going to have to wait on me hand and foot. That's just. That doesn't sound like necessarily a bad weekend is all I'm saying. She's going to listen to this. You know what I mean? So I apologize now, Anita. You know what I mean? So, um, but it's just like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You know what I mean? Okay. So before I lose this train of thought, let me say something here. You, you just got done saying that you're worried about, you know, huge setback. It's yeah. Inconvenient. Absolutely. Especially when you have been on this wave of momentum in terms of getting your shit together for the lack of better term. You know, you're, you're been going to the gym. You look fantastic. You sent me a picture the, the other day and you're, I'm like, damn bro. Cause it was, it was like the first time I had seen a picture or anything of you from other than chest up when we're doing this. Right. 
Um, but yeah, significant difference. And I can understand where, where you're frustrated and you're bummed out because of this injury or whatever, and it's going to prevent you from doing your normal routine or whatever. And I, you know, the gym a couple of years ago, I can see where he would fall off the wagon and get right back into the habits that he's, you know, desperately been trying to get away from here. You are not that same person you were back then. But, you know, now it's like my work. It's like we don't have jobs. Like I can go back to work. I can. I have to sit down. I have to keep my leg out of it. We don't have that type of work. Right. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the huge issue right now. And it's just like, you know, so then I got to go back in a week to see this lady, you know, who took care of me today. And then, um, like you said, set something up with my primary. And that's why I'm just praying, man, that it's it's something that's not going to require surgery. That that I'll be hopefully walking soon. You know what I mean? And to not put any weight on it is a little scary because it, to me, that's long term. You know. It's and, crazy to me how I mean. You haven't fallen. You haven't. I mean, you know, we know you haven't taken any bumps. You haven't done anything that's out of the ordinary, other than going to the gym, right? So right. all of a sudden, it starts as a tweak, and now here we are, and you're on crutches. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. And that's the thing. There was no pop. There was no sound. No snap. No nothing. You know. And so I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so anyhow. Well, we can certainly uh, we can certainly um, hope for the best here and send you all the positive vibes, juju, prayers, thoughts, every you know whatever applies here for any individual that it's not anything more serious than you know a sprain or something like that. Because by and large, that's something that you know you can recover relatively you know fast from. Hopefully. You know, we'll see what happens here. The thing of it was yesterday I had went back. I I had went to my primary doctor yesterday because I had to uh, refill my scripts for blood pressure and whatnot. And they saw a huge change. Like when she come in, she noticed right away. You know, um, she showed me um, my body mass index. It went, it was like 88.9 and it's down to 77.4 or whatever. And she could tell. She said my I could she could see it in my face. She can see that I've slimmed down. They're super happy. They they asked about the drinking and the smoking. I said I don't do any of it anymore. They're super happy. So I got a lot of good encouragement from them yesterday. So I was feeling but you know when when you get to 45, 46, they want to schedule that um that I shouldn't say oil invasive pr- procedure. <laughs> <laughs> say that yes and um i'm like well don't you have a box i can just shit in and send it to you you know i seen it on tv (laughs) yeah and she's like yeah but then only you know that only goes against certain percentages and they give you certain things that they look for but it doesn't give you an i'm like you want to go deep sea diving that's what (laughs) isn't it just tell me you know and like look at this way you get a good nap i'm like i can do that at home you you know what i mean because they tried this last year and i put it off you know so 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 i'm gonna literally have to bite the bullet here you know i mean eventually and then in like 90 days go back for my physical but i mean in all seriousness yeah they were super happy with everything and that gave me a, another big shot of confidence. And then, you know, 24 hours later, here we are. Right. So. Life's a roller coaster, bro. Yeah. Ups and downs. Uh-huh. Ups and downs. And with no seatbelt. You know, yeah. Hang on. Hang on for dear ass life. Because once that bitch goes upside down and twists and turns, man, it will, if you allow it, it will throw you out of the car. But. This is where we're gonna dig your heels in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
well, damn, bro. Yeah. I certainly, certainly I hated to hear that. I don't know. I was thinking about getting one of them sweet motorized scooters, you know what I mean? <laughs> what they call them? The 5,000 or some shit? <laughs> you know, you, you could get, get a snowplow blade for the front of it and make yourself useful at work. Maybe, maybe they'll pay you to... Clear well, the we, parking lot or something. Buddy, we have one that it, that we can attach to the forklift. One of the guys made it. They had it rolled out. It had a, it's got a nice curve to it. You can go and pick it up with the forks. In fact, I do it until the snow company gets there so we can clear out our shipping area and throw salt down because we have steel that comes from the inside that goes into our dumpsters and stuff. So I was doing that, you know what I mean? But even the forklift, I can't even climb up in the the iron horse anymore so but but anyhow hopefully uh it's nothing too serious and we can uh get back on it for a while hey let's look at the silver lining here your your friend is coming into town you're gonna get uh waited on hand and foot and live like a king <laughs> for a weekend hey let's not bring up old shit don't give no ammo to, to <laughs> the, uh Oh, and it's from what I hear, it's supposed to be like 65 degrees on Sunday. It's going to come with a lot of wind, but it's going to be really warm. Is it? Yeah. Wait. Promptly back down to the 30s on Monday. Sure. I mean, that's how it goes here. We're, I mean, we're just now coming into the month of March, um, which, you know, you hear March, you think, oh, springs are right around the corner. Yeah, Mother Nature don't give a fuck about that. No, never has. She even likes to come around April and drop a deuce on us, too. <laughs> oh, heavens. Boy, hey. that producer's on those tracks pretty quick tonight. I don't know what's happening right now. No? I mean, you're just tickling the funny bone of the collective audience here, that's all. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen, you know, at the end of last week's show, we... we kind of teased that we were going to dive into some sports here. The The Olympics had just concluded and made no, yeah, I know, made no bones about the fact that neither one of us gave a shit about the, the Winter Olympics this year, which is unfortunate because take nothing away from, from the athletes themselves. They work very hard to get to that point, and I take nothing away from that. Just the entire... Um, the, the entire presentation, the way everything is handled now, um, there's sports involved with the Olympics that I have never heard of before, but here they are. Um, and I'm supposed to care about them for wh whatever reason. Uh, I, I do not, full disclosure. Um, I just, I remember a time, like I remember the 1988 Winter Games in Calgary vividly. I remember the ones in 94 uh, in, in Lillehammer because of all the controversies with Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan and how it spilled over to the Olympics. Um, you listened to like our parents and grandparents, you know, they watched the Miracle on Ice of 1980. They watched um, all of these historic events that took place during the, the, the Olympic Games, which I mean, for a long time, for as long as I can remember, every four years, man, like that was a big damn deal. Like people paid attention and I just don't feel like that's a thing anymore. Well, I mean, we're we're technically in the future now. So there's so much streaming of everything else that, that it, it's it's pretty much and it's maybe I'm wrong for saying, but it's pretty much went by the wayside because but like you said. I mean, the world, obviously, world top athletes performing in these events. But then you got these events, like you said, how how do we care about somebody that goes skiing and then shoots a musket? Like, what are we doing? Like, are you, you know what I mean? <laughs> the biathlon or whatever. Right. And it's just, but like you said, you know, back then they were really cared about. You know, it was something people looked forward to. Um, uh when um, the U.S. won gold or any medal for that matter, it was highly um, talked about. 
where now it seems like it's on at 11 o'clock in the evening because it's in a country that it's either the next day or the pre, you know what I'm saying? So people just don't, are not behind it like it used to, but, and, and that goes with the attention span as well. Yeah. Very good. It's a very good point. Not only that, um, our entertainment options in this day and age are a hundredfold versus a generation previous. And like back that, you know, back in 94, you know, there was no social media. No, you, you, you know what I mean? There was no streaming apps. There was none of that. Uh, 88 and then you know 84 or whatever um you you look back on that time and because there wasn't so many options for your entertainment time and attention and people have naturally most a lot of people not all of them obviously um you know sports is a big thing and when you get the world's greatest athletes on one stage, like it captivates not just American fans, it cap it, it captivates the whole world. And yeah. now, you know, like all the controversies that that went down in some of these games with you know disqualifications and and, and doping allegations and all of controversy that surrounded the the Russian team is like what in the has this become it's become a laughing stock i'll just go ahead and say it it's no it's it just does not hold the overall prestige among us as viewers as fans or whatever as it once did and in a lot of regards that's pretty sad well because back then too we only had a handful of stations and it dominated the tv stations uh, you know if if you didn't have that many, they dominated two or three um, channels. Right. Aside from OJ running like hell in his truck, you know, and that was covered a lot. But I mean, other than that, like you said, the Olympics back then just didn't, it, it had a lot of coverage where now we've got so much coverage of everything else. It's just taken a back seat, you know, and it, I think the Olympics are followed by a few things like, um, professional wrestling with your weightlifters, your amateur wrestling guys with their background. These, these, some of these weightlifters are powerhouses. You know, they, you know, have a chance on bringing them in or hockey players. You know, come bringing them and, and having them play in the NHL or wherever. And same thing with basketball. I think. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, it's a for. It seems like it's been a foregone conclusion about it being a priority anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, I don't know for me. I, I, I just, there wasn't a lot of hype around it. And that's, that's another thing. Cause usually because NBC universal has the broadcast rights for the Olympics in America. And yet NBC universal owns, I don't know, five or six, significant networks on your on your cable system usa and sci-fi and um bravo like they they own a bunch of different channels stations and networks and what have you um and that's not counting their prime time you know time slots and stuff like that but there just didn't seem to be a lot of advertisement there wasn't a lot of hype a lot of spotlight on individual athletes like we had seen in years you know, in, in, in years previous. And I think that took, and I realized that there's just so much shit happening in the world today that dominates those headlines. Obviously we're, it appears we're on the downward trend here as far as the pandemic is concerned, but still very much a thing. The controversy with politics, the, all of this shit going on overseas with Russia and Ukraine and, you know, a war has erupted over there. And, it, you know, by and large, if, if this thing continues to escalate, we could very well see World War Three, which is a scary fucking thought in, unto itself. But I got to tell you, T, there's one thing that's that's been in, on my radar that just has me fit to be tied. <laughs> I already know. Do you? 
I, I feel like anybody that really knows me knows where I'm fixing to go with this because I am pissed about this. Would it have to do with the collective bargaining agreement? It would. Yes, it would. And the fact that two entities on this level cannot come to some sort of, a, of an agreement, we are now, I mean, opening day has been fucked because of this for the base. On, and for people like, what's he talking about? The Major League Baseball, uh, the the lockout that is occurring between the players' union and and the owners, and the this commissioner that they have. And I don't know how you feel about this guy, T, but I'm not I'm not a fan. He's he's you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not a fan of this guy. He's better than the Joker that they got for the NHL, but. Um, Batman. Yeah, fuck that Batman. guy. Um, this this Manfred. Um, I really thought, man, that by this point, knowing that we were coming up to the deadline, and w- listen, in my mind, and in a lot of other fans' minds, the 1994 strike that canceled the World Series is still very fresh in my brain. And so was the fallout from that. Because it took a good four or five years before fans really started to get invested in the game again. You you let this happen, and you start letting this affect like the first half of the season, you might as well kiss the organization goodbye. Because those fans are getting off the bandwagon, and they're not coming back. Straight up. Totally different sport, but I, they probably figured, well, if fans are going to continue to watch Lions games, we should be able to come out of this unscathed. You, you, you know what I mean? But, yeah, they, they lost a lot of fans in 94, and it took them a very, very long time to recuperate from that. You know, and, and, and they're now they're starting to get uh, more stars in baseball, and now it's like the rug has just pulled out, been pulled out. In, in front of everybody and not just for us, but for the kids, the younger kids coming up, um, the little fans, the little, I mean, the kids as fans, like, you know, that kind of money that they're making. And I, I, how can you not come to an agreement here? All right. So I've got, uh, I've, I've got this pulled up. It's from the athletic. And um, MLB lockout news. This was posted on Wednesday at 7:23, so like a half an hour ago from when we're we're recording this. Um, it says here, for the first time in 27 years, a labor dispute in Major League Baseball has cost the sport games and delayed Opening Day. Three months after they started a lockout, Commissioner Rob Manfred and the owners on Tuesday said they were canceling the first two series of the season after a 5 p.m. deadline passed Tuesday without a deal. Negotiations have ended for the immediate future, and the sides are expected to leave Florida, where they bargained with, with each other for nine straight dates. Major matters such as the, the competitive balance tax thresholds, the, the minimum salary, and the size of a new pre-arbitration bonus pool left the sides with a significant distance to go entering Tuesday, even after some productive talks on Monday. Well, to me, it sounds like, and I'm probably going to, I don't know, that it sounds to me that the owners are probably already sick and tired of paying three and $400 million for players and contracts for guys that are going to be traded three or four years down the road. And they're going to have to eat that. So that's going to go on there. It's going to go on their franchise ticket where they're not going to be able to spend or make any moves later on down the road to help their ball club. Just taking a wild guess here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because I think that affects the, the Tigers. They won't be playing Oakland or Seattle. I believe we were slated to open up out west. Is that correct? And, I don't have the uh, the schedule out in front of me right this second. Um, 
read that's what it was that Oakland or the that they had canceled. That was part of the series is Oakland and Seattle, the first two series. Yeah, that would make sense. That would be. I'm, I'm just trying to get a uh, seeing what they have. They have a timeline here as of how all all of this went down. Um, and why we are where we are, where we're at. Um, the 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 minimum wage thing for MLB. Um, I, I I guess I don't understand why that's such such a sticking point. Um, I mean, what what are these guys expecting? I, I mean, are they expecting everybody to make a minimum of three million dollars a year? That's just not going to happen. It's not sure. feasible. Um, Here's my thing, though, man. Like, I understand everybody wants to have a, an improved working environment or situation or things of this nature. I Look, I get it. But at the same time, you are a professional athlete. You, What you do for a job, people, most people do on as real life and, and and they don't get paid for it. You're getting paid to play a game. So, I mean, how deep is it? I mean, and, and if things are so bad to where, you know, changes have to be made. Okay. That's one thing, but at the same time, you got to keep in mind that with your given profession, there are going to be things that you're just going to have to suck up. And if the if the league minimum isn't in the millions, well, then don't play the fucking game right. because you're obviously there for the wrong reasons. If you're just there to to collect a paycheck and you're not invested in something like that, then take another course of action. Get your ass to the gym, go into MMA, go into pro wrestling, go into boxing, go into something else that you feel like you'll get what you are what you truly deserve or whatever. I mean, you know, their their paychecks in one year can handle literally three, four, and five generations of family after they're gone. Like really? Like it's Dude. just it baffles me on that. I mean, even like Miggy when they signed him, I mean, ten years at two hundred what was it, two hundred and fifty two million dollars. Right. That's not including endorsements. That's probably not including what I'm not sure if his agent's the same, but I remember it kind of started like even with Maglio or Adonia's, Scott Boris was his agent. And that guy has been the shark in the water when it comes to um, agents of all agents. I mean, and we've all, me, you, and Jeff have all talked about that guy. He's just, he's out for blood. I think he's Max Scherzer's agent. Yeah. And and then they get them. And then, you know, I think, like I said, I think these teams are stuck with this. I mean, the Mets for <laughs> sakes, aren't the, or the, the Pirates still paying, or uh, Mets still paying for Bobby Bonilla? Yeah. And they will be for a while, apparently. Still play, paying for A-Rod and he don't even play. It's, uh... Isn't that ridiculous? Well, it is. It, uh... This whole concept to me is ridiculous. Look, I, I I realize if you were to take a national poll as as to what an individual's favorite sport is, legitimate sport, um, the NFL is going to be at the top of the list. I I understand that. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. For me, for you. For a lot of people, millions of people, not just here, but around the world. Baseball is as fundamental as it gets. Like the game has been around for well over a century and there has not been a tremendous amount of change in terms of how the game is played. That really cannot be said on the same level with any other sport. Um, Baseball, for us as kids, has had been a staple. Like that's just 
that's just what you did in the spring of the summer. You played baseball. When they say it's America's pastime, it truly is. You know, there it it is part of the 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 fabric of Americana, in my opinion. And I realize not everybody shares the same opinion you know there's a lot of people oh my god it's so boring i can't watch it on tv well then you're missing the point you're missing the point because you don't understand what you're looking at well that and that you know they may not have been brought up on it they may not have had access to it i mean i i get that as far as that goes and i can understand and with the way things going four four and four and a half hour ball games should not be taking place I understand that's now why they've got like a clock on um, uh, making changes with the pitchers. They've got limited um, limited times that you can come to the mound. You know what I mean? And the the managers or the pitching coaches or whatever it may be, it can be a very long game. And and, and when things aren't going, and from people outside that don't really either get baseball or really haven't been brought up to them. I imagine it could be very boring, you know what I mean? But for us that have been brought up with it or played it or been in um, them seats when something special happened, it means the world to us. And to see to see grown men and grown, uh, grown franchises like that just can't come to agreement to play some fu- a child's game. And what are we doing here? Right. I maintain, bro, I maintain that if they don't get their shit together and come up with some sort of an agreement, you're not going to, you're not going to have a team to go to because the fans are just going to shit all over it. They're going to abandon you. They are not coming back. I mean, it's been reported too, that people are having way more fun at minor league games and semi-pro ball teams than they do with Major League Baseball. They make it more fan-friendly. Tickets aren't as expensive. Food's not as expensive. Parking's not as expensive. And it's something they can take the whole family for and not break the fucking bank account. Right. You know, a simple ball cap will run you, what, $35, $45? Right. You know, just because it says MLB on it or um, what the hell is it? New uh, Era or whatever. Era, yeah. yeah, exactly. And how, how how is that how is that even fan friendly? And now in the pandemic era, like last year when we went, they're not taking cash. There was no vendors walking up and down screaming hot dogs, beer, peanuts, whatever. And then you go out you go out to the line and they're a country mile wide and you've missed three innings standing in line for a fucking hot dog. Right. You know. Right. So I, I listen. Have had you have you ever been to like a Toledo Mudheads game? I have not, and I have not even the one on the Hall Road out there. I, the what are they called? The Utica Unicorns. Yeah. I hear that's a ball. I I've had friends and family go to there, and they've had a ball. They've had Elvis Nighter. Kids run the bases, or they've had bands there, shit like that. They make it very very affordable and and family friendly to go to. And um, I, I need to, we need to make it out there one time, you know. Uh, we went out there, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've been to one. Um, and it was very, it wasn't as, it was an enjoyable experience. And, and even though, I mean, I'm not trying to talk disparagingly about the city of, of Toledo because. I mean, but it is what it is. The ballpark is not in what you would call um, high-end part of town. You know right. what I mean? But it's a beautiful ballpark, and it's very accessible. It's very fan-friendly, everything that you're saying. And, you know, there were a few of the guys that we knew from the Detroit Tigers, because for anybody that's not in the loop, the Munhens is the AAA affiliate for the Tigers. So we got to see them, like, up close and personal. That you wouldn't get at Comerica Park because you're not allowed that close to the field or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, minor league baseball, and how how is this whole thing going to affect them, too? Exactly. You know, that's a whole other layer that nobody re- really talks about. Now, these are guys that are that are dependent on them on them paychecks and things of that nature and don't even get paid nearly anything compared to what they do in the show right yeah i mean that's a hell of a raise of you know in pay when you get called up and you're you know you started out in toledo and the next thing you know you're getting called up to to detroit and playing for the show and you know, I got to imagine that's quite a considerable bump in pay. And, and unless you are in that circumstance, you really don't know how that can affect you or will affect you. I, that's pretty significant, you know, a boost, you know, boost in your income like that. So if you ever have a question about that, watch Bull Durham. <laughs> Bull Durham. You know, I still haven't seen it. Oh. So, oh, I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not a big Kevin Costner. I've forgotten. Oh, it's all right. I have. I've I've come I've come to get used to that with you. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, thirteen years is a long time to know somebody. You know, you kind of pick up on the little quirks and whatnot. Has it been uh, almost four? It will be fourteen in June. Holy crap! I know. I don't know how I've done it for so long. You both. Shit. Over. Are you kidding me? I am. I am a peach to be around. Oh man, a peach, he says. Peach, as it were. I'm a you fan. Know, yeah, I know you are. I know you are. Why? Why wouldn't you be? Do you have a peach tree in, in, on your acreage there? I, I do not. Do you I, have apple trees? I have a pear. We have a pear tree. Do you know? Yep. We have a couple of different apple trees. We've got uh-huh. the, the greens. Yep. Um, huh. Actually, um, did I, you just plant them this year, or have oh, you always no, had them? Oh, the pear tree's been there for as long as I can remember since I was a kid. Oh, well, yep. I mean, you've you've never brought any over, so I didn't realize uh, that that was even a thing. I, you know, I I like pears. Pears, uh, pears to me are the apple's ugly cousin. You know what I mean? I don't think they get the love that they probably should. Probably because eh, maybe after one or two, you've you kind of it's ran its course. But well, I'm I, just saying, you never brought any over. Oh, I, I I wasn't aware that you were a huge fan of pears. Well, I like food. You know what I mean? Who doesn't? Well, I mean, there there's a narrative out there that I have stopped eating altogether or I eat very little because I've undergone something of a 60-pound weight loss in the last year or so. So everybody's like, Jesus Christ, what have you gone on some hunger strike? Well, no, I just uh, changed my course of action here. You know, it's, it's none of your business if I hook myself up to an IV every night. <laughs> What? I'm kidding, T. I'm kidding. <laughs> I do know along those lines of food, um, they're my sister, she uh they've got maple trees on their their property and they hook the the buckets up and they start tapping for the maple syrup and then they boil it all down and make some pretty damn good sap or whatever. I've never had any of that either. Oh, no? No. That's a shame. I mean, you brought moonshine over before. Yeah. But no food. That was No gas- pears. That was more like gasoline. Yeah, you ain't shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a few people could attest to my, my sister's um, moonshine-making abilities that it doesn't taste like it, but wow, does it go down. Yeah. Um, so geez, man, I mean, with, with your knee, the way it is and and your availability, you hit and miss. I mean, are you going to be, be able to make it over for WrestleMania or no? Yeah. Um, I'm sure hope. When is that? April 1st? No. When is it? April 2nd and 3rd. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, I'm, it's looking that way. 
if I have to give a percentage, I would say like 80 20. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a damn good percentage. Yeah, it's good, but it's not realistic. Like, who are you bullshitting? I know who are you talking to right now? Well, I know, but I might have to get my agent to get me a car sent for me. I'm, oh. I, I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to. We'll just, I mean, as it gets closer to time, but. I don't see why not. I mean, what do I got to do? Send like, uh, like, I mean, I, I can lay the seat down and you can just lay down and, or we can set you up in the, in the bed of the truck and get some ratchet like, straps like, and make sure you don't go, you know, bounce out or something. Like, like, yeah, strap me down with some tie down straps. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something. We'll put, oh. we'll put a tarp over you. Huh? I'll put, I'll, I'll, we'll put a tarp over you. How about this? 8525. All right, T. I'll okay. uh Okay, 9010. All right. All right. You heard it here, folks. It's uh March the third as this show drops. And uh 9010 is the split that he will be here for WrestleMania. Still a month away. Anything can happen. We'll have to keep you posted. Take the over under, you want any prop bets? Uh, maybe we should talk about that off air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, gambling's legal now in Michigan. Well, I understand that, but and maybe. I told you I gamble every time I I order Chinese for for takeout because you get something else. Getty going on. Maybe we could. Maybe I, I haven't made that in, in a while, so absolutely, I'm 100 percent on board. Oh my God! Can I can I shift? Do you got to go? Are you, are you done or we still got a few? No, you have a couple of minutes. Okay. So I got to tell a quick farming story. Oh. So it's been almost two weeks since my friend come over, but my mom went out to go get some eggs from the hen house, right? And we, she's got about a half dozen of these little banny chickens. I mean, they're ankle high to a grasshopper. I mean, they're... If it was miniature, it was tight. It was really miniature. She brings this chicken in the house, right, to show Anita. Harley is in there, and he sees it. He, he doesn't. He don't mind the chickens. It's no big deal. The chicken saw the dog, and it took off out of my mom's hand. And I'm watching as this chicken's flying in the kitchen, lands on, <laughs> lands on her candy dish, knocks it over. Glass candy goes everywhere. Chicken lands on the motherfucking kitchen table and starts walking around strutting the stuff like it's. <laughs> dude, I about lost it. Dude, I was laughing so goddamn hard. I just that had to have been a first. I mean, she's brought animals, she brought the chickens in the house before. She put them under heat lamps when they were first born. We've had ducks. We've had baby cows in here. We had, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like that. Wild point, Kingdom. Yes. I mean, she would bring that for show and tell when, when I was in elementary school. You could hear her coming down the hallway with a cow or, you know, I mean, you know, or the goats or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it surprised me, but the look on everybody's face when the chicken took off was hilarious because this thing. When she goes in there, it gets on top of this two-by-four that she has run across. And it'll just fly onto her shoulder and lay there, sit there, while she goes and does her deals with the other ones. Like, she just hangs out like she's a sidecar. You know what I mean? And I'm like, have you named it yet? She goes, yeah, his name's Chicken. Oh, man. Want to get too attached, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. We ever have game game or Cornish hens for dinner? I'm gonna know that. Oh, there's chicken. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. She wouldn't do that to her pets. Funny stuff, man. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the farming um farming story of the day. Ugh. Well, I appreciate that. <sighs> I actually forgot to tell it last week, but it's just as funny when it's oh, two weeks old, I suppose. Sure. 
are you are you okay? I am. I'm just trying to sit upright. Uh huh. Like fucking Mr. Potato Head over here. Well, listen, I wasn't gonna say it, but since but you did. Course. Anything else in your mind this week, pal? Nope. Okay. What about you? Hey man, just uh <clears throat> Well, I told you my big news for the week. I got us up on iTunes. That's about the, uh, you know, from from a network standpoint, that's that's been the highlight. Uh, I did book three three more dates for the Klaus and Q show for ONTV that that secures us until up to through June. So that's fun. Um, you know, just listen. One day at a time, T. I can, I can, I can. I, I could come on this show. I could go on to the Klaus of the Heart podcast, and I could just spend X amount of time just unleashing um, the amount of controversy that would blow people's fucking minds. But I tend to shift my focus and not focus on things like that and how can I use that energy in a productive positive manner and like I said I have goals for this network and that's where that that's what's going to reap the rewards of such focus you know what I mean I do so um, that's kind of where I'm at are, are things I mean I'm good you know by and large I'm good I, I'm doing the best I can, you know, with what I have to work with. And, uh, you know, when things don't necessarily go the way I would like to, or the way I would hope for them to, or whatever, I mean, it'd be real easy, like most people do, sit down in a chair and just wallow around in self-pity and self-doubt and be pissed off at the world and and take it out on everybody else. I don't want to do that. I... yeah, uh, that's how I was earlier today in a way, and I just I, like pull yourself out of it, dude. Pull yourself out of it. It's not the end of the world, but man, sometimes you just fucking lose that self control for a half a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I uh, I'm there often, you know. Like thing, like it's one one wrench in the works, and all of a sudden you're yeah. uh. You know your entire focus, your entire, your entire everything is just knocked out out of whack, and it's real easy to let that dictate your mood. And like you said, you know there are moments of time, you know some longer than others, where you you, you don't necessarily handle shit the way you probably would if you're putting some time and effort into it, right? Well, not only that, if 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 when these things happen, instead of it piling up, if it could give you longer than like say two weeks, give you a minute to fucking breathe before something else goes askew. Right. Maybe it 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 gives you a chance to um recharge, reset, change your way of thinking about things, you know, keep that positive. But sometimes when it builds, man, it builds your shoulders can only hold up so much. And you you can be positive and keep coming back strong, but sometimes, man, it's just like you're walking in fucking quicksand. You yeah. know, it, the key is to literally just if you're gonna be in that moment, be in that moment, but don't stay there. Get get the fuck out of there, because I think you have to be in that moment to let it out. Because if you don't, it will it will fucking sink you. It really will. Very true. Story, brother. Uh, uh, so I decided to change it. Ninety-five-five. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ninety-five-five, and maybe I might I might require spaghetti. Uh, that's a done deal. Okay. Done deal. Ninety-four. No We're getting really close, T. I'll I'll even throw throw in some some breadsticks or garlic bread or something along those lines. Maybe I'll throw in a salad for you. I know you're a big salad eater now. Yeah. How about some cheese sticks? 
See, now you're just getting crazy. <laughs> now it just went back up to 80-20. Yeah. <laughs> All right, T. All right, man. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. You can give us your feedback over at Tea Time Podcast over on Facebook, or you can send us an email through the net website. That is the official website of this network. And uh, also check out the online store at cafepress.com forward slash CTTH store for all the latest T-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, all kinds of miscellaneous gift ideas featuring your your favorite logos and designs of your favorite shows here on, on the network, including this fine show here. For Jim Burgett, I'm Jason Klaus. We will see you next Thursday, beginning at 1 a.m. with a brand new episode of Tea Time, here as a part of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Tea Time. (laughs) That's all I got. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. There's a new show on Orion Neighborhood Television that is bringing out the best in everybody. Have you checked out the Klaus and Q show yet? Their debut episode in February was off the charts, and they will be back live on Friday night, March the 18th, beginning at 6 p.m. Join Jason Klaus and Claudel Edwards as they tackle the act of spring cleaning for our minds clear out all of the garbage that runs around our brains. Listen to Jason and Claudel as they talk about this very important topic. It's entertaining, it's inspirational, it's uplifting. It's the Klaus and Q Show exclusively on Facebook.com forward slash Orient TV live March the 18th beginning at 6 p.m.